right. Uh, welcome to another episode of A New You Radio, uh, the show we discuss pulverizing, pulverizing topics that you were here at your barbershop or beauty salon. Uh, happy New Year to all. It's our first show of 2020. Um, definitely want to kick this off, you know, with a great new show and thank all of our listeners for uh, 2019, the introduction to our show and uh, our growing followers. And uh, and we appreciate the love and support. Uh, as usual, we got... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Brother John. Since we're talking about Drake. As Later usual, days. before we get to... You know what, I I'm, poured our wine out like Elliot did. And as usual, we got myself, uh, the uh, your, your, your great host up in here, Big Mike. And uh, that's who you hear pouring over there is our man Banks. <laughs> <laughs> the builder say, what's up, Banks? We got to take care of today, you know? Okay. And and, and uh, as usual, we also got the creator himself, Josh Waring. And we also have a special guest, Rashid Edwards. Rashid, say what up to everyone. And could you please give them your backgrounds, especially so they know that you're also a successful entrepreneur? Yeah, I'm Rashid Edwards, also known as Sheed05. You can follow me on all social media platforms at Sheed05. Uh, spell, that out, spell that out for the ones that can't really read <laughs> All right, I got you. S-H-E-E-D-0-5. No space, no underscore, none of that. Straight no like excuses. that. No excuses. No excuses. <laughs> Go follow me. Um, what I do, my background, went to Ryder, uh, graduated, did corporate America for a little bit, and then uh, decided to venture out on my own, put my skills to the market, and uh, had a little bit of success over the last couple of years. Uh, Currently, I own a logistics company out of East Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, coupled with some real estate projects I've been working on, both domestic and international. Because you're also from Jamaica as well. Born yeah, and Kingston. Raised. Yeah. Straight like us. Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica, I said. Kingston, Jamaica, Red Hills Road, Chuck's Bakery, Lee's Food Fear. If you know this, then I, you know say I this I'm going to come from. Yeah, we do man over here. Nah, but right, I was sacrifice just, John, what up? <laughs> just happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And, and we appreciate you coming on so we can discuss these topics today. Um, and, you know, get some little f- uh, feedback about our last couple weeks. Especially my man Banks. You've been around, huh? New York, Atlanta. Oh, yeah. How was last night? Yeah, how was last Matter night? Matter of fact, man? how was last weekend and how was last night? Last night was all right. <laughs> last weekend, um, I went to Atlanta. Um, we, went, we went there for the... Uh, it was some sort of fight party. Um, what I'll say about Atlanta, it's definitely. Oh, that's why AB was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And my cousin, um, he's a fighter too, so they're like best friends. Okay, okay. So that's how I got the picture of him. Got you. Shout out to Steve. But, Shout out um, to AB too. Adrian Broder. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Atlanta is such a unique place. Um, that's like in a dying need of men, because. For obvious reasons, the men there choose to go a different route. And what I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) What I've seen, the women there, at least from from what they told me, they prefer to be with women or they don't mind being with women, which I found. In the words of uh, Josh, fascinating. Very, very interesting. And um, I was just really intrigued, but then I realized, like as we were going out, there's just mostly women out and no men. So, wait, it, really? Yeah. So that's one hell of a ratio. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Or 
Yeah, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. It was a couple right. Johns in your video. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Henny P. You know, she didn't want to give me a shot. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she is the ultimate savage. Oh, my gosh. I, wow. She's very, she's very, very pretty, but she will steal your girl and help you find a girl at the Jeez. same time. But, um, yeah, Atlanta different. So it was a nice trip for you. Yeah, it was great. I want to go back. Okay. And uh, how was uh, New Year's for you guys? Christmas, New Year's? Uh, Christmas was low-key. Uh, had about 15 to 20 people over, which is something that we do. It's a tradition, so it's pretty cool. Everyone from Philly comes comes over. And uh, it was pretty great simply because one of our, one, my cousin, who was born and raised in Philly, is one of, happens to be one of those people who's a Dallas fan. So over the past couple of days, I was just having a lot of pleasure just sending him a bunch of memes. It was great. Okay. Yeah, those, those bums, Eagles, got to the, uh, the playoffs. <laughs> so wait, did your Steelers even make the playoffs? We're not talking about the Steelers. Oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Christmas. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Thank you, well, well, that's fair. He, he's a, a Giants fan, so that that's fair. Oh, listen, they, okay. that, listen. <laughs> We gonna have to cut that part off the show. That's gonna right. lose you a couple of views. <laughs> and um, going going right into it, we want to talk about uh, the book you guys been hearing about for the last probably six or seven shows. Yep. Um, uh, the fast lane to becoming a millionaire that uh, Josh uh, asked myself and John to read, and we actually got it done before the end of the year. So shouts out to me and John for for, for, for getting it done. Congratulations. Yeah. You see it? Yeah, yeah, you see it. I did the audio. You know what's crazy though? When I started, I got hooked though. Like when I actually did start, mm-hmm. um, his story is fascinating. From you know his uh, his uh, his being in college and his mom's couch or wherever he lived at his mom's house, and uh, and all his friends progressing, but in their regular nine to fives while he was trying all these different um, routes. routes and stuff like that, and then people coming down on him and. Even at one point, what his mom just like, just get a job, baby, just get a job or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, it was like just, just. I think he said somebody was like, who was hiring like the butcher? Oh yeah, to to, to cut meat at the yeah. deli, and she was like, yeah, they're hiring at the deli. You can go cut meat there. <laughs> Mind you, he had a college degree, a full, you know, full bachelor's and whatnot, and he's double just, major, right? Double major, yeah. and he just felt like I can't wait to come to this point where mom's telling me to go cut meat at the deli for like eleven bucks an hour mm-hmm. and whatnot. And um, but I found it fascinating. It definitely was uh, some good insight. I appreciate the, um, you know, the, uh, the suggestion, Josh. It definitely like <clears throat> makes me want to um, go get the money. I guess the best way to do it. And all his, uh, you know, his tidbits from it. What, what was your thoughts on it? Uh, um, what I got from it, I thought the book was really interesting, and from a different uh, standpoint on how we look past life. When it comes to people who you know go to college and they're basically when you go to college you're trained to be the best worker that you can be and even though mj did go to college and he did get go that particular route he didn't want to follow that same pursuit as his fellow classmates did and there was points where he was envious where you know his classmates were getting that nice car and they were getting that spot and they were able to do these things and he wasn't and then there was a point to where he be, even became a limo driver and he was like driving other people around, but he would find himself having conversations of, with people who he saw wealth in the sense of like uh, the money that they were having or the vehicles they had or the women around, which really intrigued him. And I thought like there were certain parts that I felt like within the fast lane, 
he discussed the idea of um, how those get rich quick screams and what those pyramid screams and how he broke it down. And he said, I'm just going to basically summarize what he said, but basically he was saying, you see all these people who position you to sell these things. And, and there was like an example where this woman was trying to get him to do some sort of, it was like an advertising thing, whatever, but she had like this beat up car, back window was busted out and it didn't make any sense. And then he was asking her like, are you sure this is the thing? And she was like, so tunnel, like she had tunnel vision in the sense of like saying like, no, 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 you need to do this. And he's looking at her like, no, this isn't the way. And he was explaining like, do you ever see the people who position these particular companies who actually has the money and who actually makes those thousands of dollars a month. And it's usually the people who found the company. And basically going off into another point he positions is you got to build a brand as opposed to building a business. And a lot of these people get caught up in the idea of building a business as opposed to building a brand because like, uh, he didn't use this as an example, but um, one one key thing I, I found fascinating, I found really, really intriguing was the brand, um, what's the champagne that Jay-Z always talks about? Um, Ace of Spades, right? Yeah. Ace of Spades, it costs $13 to make. $13. And when Jay-Z was finding and looking for a particular uh, drink of choice uh, when he was going against Cristal, he was looking for companies that are basically like either going under the under out under out of business or that weren't that wasn't really performing well. And basically he was able to find something. It costs thirteen dollars to make and then it retails for like two between two and three hundred dollars. And in the club, it's at least a, a stack. Yeah. Well, it's because he knew of the branding aspect. He knows who he is. So right. just by having his name on there is able to go for that much. Yeah. And um Going back to the book, and that's why I found um, his initial mindset versus later mindset. I found that fascinating, too, because the first was all about, like, you know, that first uh, deal he he got for, like, 1.2 million, I think it was. He got the Lamborghini, paid off some debt, got out for it. He had, like, 100000 left. You know, he was pretty much broke. He blew it. He blew it. And that <laughs> 1.2 million sounded like such a large number to us, but it went so fast. And it's like... You know, he felt like that Lamborghini meant wealth to him at first. And he wasn't thinking at first about having that um, residual income, having constant income while you're doing nothing, stuff like that. So, you know, when he blew that, and like he said, you know, he signed a deal because he was eating ramen noodles and stuff like that every day. So, you know, he's like going from that to that. Of course, he's going to make the deal. But it definitely taught him later, you know, about like getting more residual income. And, and doing more than just like buying the, the flashy car. Absolutely, that's big facts. I think one of the, the main concepts that pulled me into the book was what John was alluding to, which and yourself, which is passive income, but also his line, which is brands thrive and businesses survive. Yeah. They're, you know, it's, it's, it's quite easy. So when you have a company like Supreme, just anecdotally come out of nowhere and you have all this value, all you really need is what? One celebrity get to wear it and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so... And to the point you were talking about in terms of, like, the traditional or conventional route of going to college, one of the wisest things that I learned from this man sitting right here, Shido 5, was that the only thing that college really guarantees in today, today's economy is that you're going to be working for someone else the rest of your life. And to be honest, no one else really wants to do that. We would rather have, be, you know, be on the top of the pyramid and, you know, create our own generation of wealth. 
Yeah, I thought the um one of the dopest parts was when he he did sell the company, and it couldn't thrive without him. So within like a year, he wanted to buy it back <laughs> for a much lower price than he sold it for, and then was able to change it to where he's making more residual income. So I thought that was dope. That like, and then eventually sold it he uh right for like eight times as much or something 20 million dollars yeah 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 so i thought that was um liquidation uh, absolutely yeah it's funny because it's funny because he you know in order to know that he has to he was monitoring what the company was doing after he sold it so he knew when to go back in and say okay i'll give you this much for it and i thought that was like you know super smart you know the whole time so um tony He's going to read the book now, too. Excellent. Yeah, he's been listening, and I've been talking to him about the book as well. So, you know, we're kind of just, uh, pay, uh, what's it called, pay it for it. Just passing it along. Absolutely. And speaking of, there was actually a bet on who finished it first, because the winner gets $50. So who, who, who finished it first? We have to figure this out. Gents? <laughs> I, I haven't finished it. Well, I just gave it to you for you. <laughs> <laughs> he he may not part of the <laughs> But I will say this about the book. Right? Okay, all right. <clears throat> book got a lot of um gems in it. Um sometimes you gotta read between lines, uh, in literature. Um at the end of the day you this is my new advice to people is like um like all these workshops, these schemes, um sometimes books are part of them right so i treat every piece of literature that's handed to me or i pick up to read kind of the same way i look at it like someone is behind these curtains giving me a taste of something i'm not, i don't i can't expect to solve problems after i've closed a book or have a job or have it just kind of add value uh, intangible value in my psyche to kind of give me better strategies to utilize in the world of business because it's chaotic. Um, <clears throat> so, so the book got some gems. Some of those gems is definitely like uh, making sure you hold on to your passion, right? Yeah. Uh, you can't be a follower because like the reality is, of, uh, re the reality of like, and I'll just say America because that's all we kind of know here predominantly. Right. It's like, <clears throat> Everything is a business. Like every, the university is a business. The government um, is a business. The government is a business. They got a profit and loss statement too. And they got, their strategies are aligned with making sure at the bottom of that page, at the end of the year, it's a big black number. It's not in red. They got to be winning. So um, that's, you know, and that trickles into legal systems and that could be a whole nother discussion. But the, um, <clears throat> be equipped with strategies. Universities are businesses. Um, they basically, Big corporations, um, just to name big corporations, Prudentials, all the corporations that you see at sporting events on the side, those co companies, they have a board. And those board members sit on boards for universities and other companies. So they're really the people who control the direction of everything. So when you see college, so basically for, for us, we go to college, we want to get a job out of college, we have this cookie cutter life um, in, in front of us that's been branded so nicely by these companies um, that you could go to college for four years, graduate, get, get a job and go out in the world and work for somebody forever. Well, if, that's, if you're a settler, that's a good way to go. If you're, if you're a settler, because that's ultimately settling, that's not the end game. Um, my opinion, you go to college and the only thing you're going to learn in the first four years is time management, which is huge. Big facts. But you ain't going to learn business. I studied business for 
six years and wow. it wasn't until I got into business that I recognized that tax is a real thing that you need to spend money on wow. and all your liabilities, all your risks and exposures, you got to spend money to protect against these things because those are your biggest wins. Your, your weaknesses, you got to pay to strengthen them if you can't strengthen them on your own or you got to, or you going, you just, your ass just going to be literally out there and people who know business, sharp business people, they look at your weakness, they make it their strength, and then they take you out the game. That's just how it goes. Sounds like the Mamba mentality, right, Mike? Shout out to Mamba, yes. <laughs> Shout out to Mamba. I actually like Kobe better now than I did when he was a... Speaking of Kobe, um, <laughs> this year uh, in August, he will be inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. MKG and uh, Tim Duncan. I'm going to the, I'm going to see him get inducted to the Hall of Fame. In L.A.? No, it's the Hall of Fame in um, New York. No, <laughs> it's Ohio. In, it's in Massachusetts, where the Hall of Fame is at. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, every nice. single year. So, Congrats um, to those guys. Well deserved. It's probably the best Hall of Fame class I've ever seen exactly. with those three. So, I'll definitely be making my way <laughs> up there to see my man go. I'm playing this for years ever since he retired. So, I'm uh, super excited. So, anybody so want to tag Kobe, along? You a Kobe fan? I'm a Laker fan. Oh, yeah. Laker fan. Yeah. Oh, but hold up. What's your date? He despises LeBron. What? How could you? Well, let, 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 let's do one thing. Then, then. <laughs> so the date is the um, <laughs> August uh, the 26th to 28th, this weekend. Tickets go on sale in April. So if you want to go, we can get like a whole um, uh, Airbnb and, you know, a couple guys. It's in Boston, right? Huh? It's near Boston or whatever. So I think it's actually Boston, but it's, it's near Boston. Yeah, so. near Boston. Yeah, uh, I'm there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my man too, so yeah. man. So that's how the tough man. But yeah, so I, I um but LeBron, um I like LeBron the human being, as Josh already knows. I like LeBron the, the philanthropist. I like LeBron the husband. I like LeBron the, <laughs> no, the father. How do you feel about Kuzma's like, uh trainer's comments? Let's, actually, let's go into it. Okay. We want we're talking about it right now. All right, all right, but let me finish. <laughs> but let me finish with him first. Uh-huh. I like Le- LeBron the um be the activist for our culture, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I know <laughs> the basketball player, LeBron. <laughs> I, I think you need to break down. I, I need this on wax. I, how do you how do you feel when LeBron is playing for your team? But you're not really rooting for him. You root for AD to do better than LeBron. I, mean, I told you this, right? Yeah. But we need it on wax. Yeah. So I, I have this um when I'm watching Laker games because I've never you ain't right, man. Listen, listen, listen. That's listen. not right. Listen, I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Laker fan my whole life. So he came to my team, right? So, so, so <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Hold on. So even though I think he can help us win, don't get me wrong, and I'm, I'm happy that he did. I celebrated when he got when he got um when he got when he came over. I went and bought the Lakers shorts he had on at the um at the uh, summer league the, at the summer league. He got hundred dollars over. I got him in my house right now. However, um. When I'm watching the games, I go through this, uh, uh, this like uh, Jekyll and Hyde type thing where like I want us to win the game, but when LeBron shoots, I want him to miss. So it's like it's like a it's like a hard thing for me to watch these games. Like it's like a mind, like a mind like fuck. It hurts just, me. It sounds like you're just a LeBron James, a player hater. Like literal player. The literal player. Yeah. The literal player. <laughs> Not like player, player, but a literal player. I, yeah. I, yeah. So. But hold LeBron. on. G- give them your basketball credentials so they know. Okay. Oh, God. I'm, I'm the night. I should have went. I should have been in the league, honestly. Okay. Um, right. But I'm not going to hoop, sit here and hoop dream either. But I was nice, though. Jordan was really, Classic. Really, really, really nice. Okay. Was, um, yeah. 
44 inch vertical. Okay, it's better than you. Uh, oh. A couple, couple people from Trenton tried to get at me a couple of times. Nice. I came down you know, here and Brent, dunked on, dunked Brent on Ford? all sorts of people at this park right here. Yeah, I, I used to play in there no, at some other parks. Okay. I used to, when I was going to Ryder, I'd come out here and be, <coughs> people try to get at me a couple of times. That's Max, what's up, man. They I, saw I, me I, I, I love Hoopers, man. After. Matter of fact, our video on YouTube is at Moody Park. Okay. Yeah, Moody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's about a lot of games at Moody Park. Yeah. Terry by So always going to be about the player hating LeBron. All right, look, first of all, the first thing I want to say is none of us know LeBron, like the reality. Right. We know what's been presented to us. Yes. Like, let's just work with that. So yeah. We're working with... tell people. Like, we, we don't know. LeBron don't got no, don't do no foul play or nothing like that. Like, he's the perfect guy. Nah, we only know what they allow us yeah. to know. So, so, we don't going, know so, so you're going opposite. You're saying he might be not the perfect guy. I know. I've seen him in... Oh. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not going to put him on blast, but I know. He's, 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 they, they, definitely, they definitely present him. In a different way. Right. Yeah, it's Nike branding, right? Yeah. Okay. It makes sense, but it's, it's branding. Okay, okay. So our our we're the consumers in this, right? So right. our our perception of this LeBron James thing, whatever, all his humanitarian work, player, this the whatever. It's all like paid advertising. Okay. Ultimately. Right? It's paid advertising. Right. So right. and that's how you create a good brand. You create a you have you make the consumers uh develop an emotional connection where they feel like they know you like you're, you're friends with them and you all know and that's the reality of branding right especially like celebrity branding okay so with i just want to i just want to group before i talk on okay, it i just okay. want to know right. i just want to make sure everybody know that we're only talking gotcha. about what's been presented to okay us, all right not the stuff that we don't know okay but the things that we do know go on as human beings in the world if only angelique angela e would talk like this she would get herself out of so many situations but she doesn't. Mm. Go ahead. Right. A, new, yeah. a new year, a new uh, yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Already. We're 10 minutes in. Are we talking about yeast? <laughs> Le LeBron James, in my opinion, right? In my opinion. And and don't hang me out to dry. Nah, not but at all. working with what's been presented to me, LeBron James is simply the world's best athlete we've ever been like put, put in front of us. Ever. It's not his fault. It's not like it's not just all credit to him and all the things he's done. There's a lot of things that you got to give credit to because if the media wasn't this tangible like it is today, he wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have the same emotion that we have towards him, both 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 favorable and unfavorable, because now you could reach a million people in this. Yes. Some, right? Yes. Yes. So like you got to give credit to those things to, to and the evolution of like the world. So LeBron is the best athlete we've ever had exposure to in my opinion um i don't i don't know the guy at all i only like i said i only know so, so, so you said athlete you mean athlete. this physical athlete i think he's the best nba player to ever play in the game why overall because he's not I'm the best rating. shooter ever not the best dribbler, not the best passer not the best rebounder but, but why? overall overall that's that's what a player is i know defensively off like everything defensively he's everything defensively he's only subpar yeah but steph curry all right put it this way when they talk about Steph Curry being mentioned about being a great basketball player, like get him, delete him out of the whole conversation because there's no way someone could be viewed as a potential great and we, we coming down court and we trying to switch you on the ball to get an easy bucket. Like the, that, that alone don't even disqualify you. said he's one of the best shooters. Give him like specific things. Don't say player because when you talk about player, you got to talk about 
the player and everything that goes into the player. But I think player. for Steph in general, it's because he he literally changed basketball. He changed how people play basketball. But so he's think, still a defensive liability. Right, but he also depends. He also so de- that, that alone. But he also a, a defensive um, uh, stopper because he made your defense move up ten feet. So he, he changed the entire game. I agree with that. So, However, so, he's not so, so, so for him, player. No, no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah he's I, not even in the conversation. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, no, he's done a lot of really cool things for the basket, for the offensive shooter, for team. Because your team right. is moving up ten feet, right. now you got to spread out more. Right. Your passing lanes are more open. He changed a lot of basketball. He changed a Nobody lot was of it. pulling up forty feet before he was. Yeah, I was in high school. <laughs> Dewan Wagner too. Huh? Dewan Wagner too. My yeah, coach. but nobody was allowed to the NBA without getting pulled. Whatever. Shout out to my man. Ray Popovich would have Popovich would have pulled Steph the first time he did that. Get out of the game. Like 10, 15 years ago. So like he he changed. I mean because Steve yeah, Curry allowed changed. it. Yeah, Steve Curry is very innovative. He changed the game. Though. Steph Curry changed the game. But, yeah. But you can't. But move. back to Bron. I, I I still think MJ is the greatest ever. Just because no, of what he, I, just because of what I what I've seen him do. But. Just with Bron right now, I just don't. I mean, you have super teams being built to beat LeBron. That never happened to Jordan. Yes, it did. Yeah, and and, they, were, and super, they were built super to, teams? LeBron went to a super team to beat an old team. No. <laughs> yes. When LeBron went right. to Miami, that was him going to college. Pretty much. That was, was him going to, that was him going to beat the Celtics. That was college. No, it wasn't no Celtics. Yes, it was. Like, it couldn't be the Celtics. Of, let me get the hell out of here. Did, did you see Cage's recent not, interview? What's going on outside of Ohio? You saw Cage's recent interview? Did you see it? I don't even know who KG is. <laughs> Are you a basketball player? I don't know who he is. I know who he is. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a great player. KG was my guy when he played. But now he, <laughs> my problem now is all these old players trying to keep their name relevant and their brand relevant. Charles and they Barkley. Can, they get, and they just talk Charles about Charles on a, on a, on a war-winning cr- show. He, he just does what he does. Yeah, but Charles, Charles don't give him. Right. <laughs> right? He don't care. Charles don't care. Charles nah. is Char- Charles is a comedian, right? First, right. Like, that's the reality. He's, he's, he's not, <laughs> right now, he, he is. He, he yeah. don't care what come out of his mouth. Like he just say whatever he's gonna make S- some Chuck stuff. Like yeah. he just stay his with overall that. game. His overall game, LeBron. I don't find it aesthetically pleasing. Best I feel ever. like he plays more, more more bully ball than anything. Best ever. And I feel like it's not. You know, even though he passes the ball a lot. But Best ever. He passes, but when he goes to score, it's more bully ball. It's not like. That Jordan two dribble pull up, that fadeaway, that gracefulness is more bully ball. Again, it's not aesthetically pleasing to me, so I don't really like watch his game. I think what Jordan did six championships, undefeated, and one year he won the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. And Jordan Jordan was a ten time All Defensive Player with LeBron six times. He was a better defensive player and better offensively. I'm going with Jordan. But everybody, you know, I, I would go with Jordan in that in the '90s for sure. But the game evolved. Exactly, game, it evolved, it, right? So the nineties, so nineties, you had Based two on the class, What was going on in the NBA landscape at that time? Jordan dominated it clearly. But he now, dominated with, with two seven footers evolved. in the lane all the time. Well, not 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 on the three point line. Can you imagine yeah, back the, then? Big men wasn't shooting three point. You know, the game has evolved so much. Dude, the, the, the Detroit Pistons' defense strategy was beat him up. Like they literally could beat him up every play. They got a whole book called the Jordan. Rules. Now, could they do that to LeBron? They they can't do it now. They're gonna throw out the game. No, I'm saying because LeBron, if LeBron was playing back in those times, I think mentally he would have got too frustrated. I don't think he would be most successful. He's never had to deal with that. Even one from from AAU, they beat Jordan up literally. If you watch the Zeke 
And all yeah, the then you start going to the weight room. I remember. Yes. <laughs> Every time you touch the ball, put him on his ass. You can't do that now. So it does make the game a little easier. I mean, it's you know, look at all the all the, all the other Lakers games. We're getting clotheslined. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, especially against the Celtics. I, oh my God! But to hit to hit to, to to segue into LeBron right now. Segway King. Um. So Christmas Day they had a game, mm-hmm. you know, against the Clippers, in which they lost, which I was very upset about. Um. However, uh, Kawhi outplayed LeBron in that game. Right. So Kuzma, his teammate's trainer, comes out. And he mm-hmm. says that uh, he thought uh, Kawhi's working harder. He's in the lab more. And that right now, you know, he's Let's, on more than LeBron. Just a little side note. Kuzma's trainer um, was on vacation. Yeah, I remember. We just need to know that because that going to have a lot to do with the authenticity of the statement. Of the statement. Right, because it was, it was out there. Because he can lose a lot by just the comments and stuff. Yeah, I'm su- right. really surprised that he said it. That, like, it's going to hurt his business. Also. But well, he could have been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> also, a little side that note. That makes more sense. He used to be Kawhi's trainer. Uh, about 10 years ago, oh, he was so Kawhi's trainer. Full context. And then, for me, the cherry on top is Kawhi's in his prime. You're supposed to be better. Kawhi's the king of LA. He's in his prime. I want to see Kawhi in his prime versus LeBron in his prime. We'll see if the same comments apply. <laughs> Hope you know it. <laughs> um, I just got a lot going on here. So, as <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see, I, <laughs> the facial remarks I Mike think is making that right now. LeBron in his prime was better than Kawhi in his prime, to your point and whatnot. But I do think to his point, right now, Kawhi on both sides of the ball is better. But he should be. LeBron turned now. 35 years old, this 17 future, years. Of Let me just say this real new quick. New year, new me. This is the last thing I'm going to say about LeBron. <laughs> Swear to God. Watch this. LeBron James made Mo Williams and Delonte West all stars. Thank you. So so just just that alone. And Donya Marshall had the three point record. Jordan can't do that. Kobe can't do that. There's something about LeBron making players around him better. That is just something that you can't stri- he made he took two bags of potato chips and a snap lap <laughs> into the championship. In 2007, to the, to the championship. In 2007, he did. So, that, but then in 2010, times, he, was, he went and got with a Hall of Famer that. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Well, right. He did it more than once. But that was after he was playing with bums. Right. But which means he so couldn't do it anymore. Right. But that doesn't mean Boston beat him. He didn't need better players around him. And Cleveland wasn't willing to do that. They weren't playing the type of basketball, let's say, in the boardroom that they're doing now. Because if mm-hmm. they were, and this is the other thing I have for in terms of LeBron, the argument, in terms of being the best ever. If you give him a Phil Jackson type of coach, we had to we had to talk about Greg Popovich. Mental mental theory, yeah. Where would he be now? Because personally, he fits perfectly in the Spurs Popovich system, and I think oh, if he God. ever if he ever went there, he would have as many rings as Bill agree. Russell. I think LeBron is the system, and I think that. But the system is also pop system. He literally plays what he does. What Tony Parker did. And Tony Parker couldn't shoot either. He had to learn how to shoot, and he would improve his shooting tremendously under Greg Popovich. I think wherever LeBron's when he is the system, and, I, and that was not, that, that's a good thing. Like he creates the system, but I don't think he could play in the triangle with Phil Jackson. There, there's little intricacies about that. That LeBron likes to play at the top of the top of the top of the key, run pick and roll. It's different in the triangle offense. The triangle is outdated, also. And, but he said, Pop, when, but he said Phil Jackson. That's why I said that. Yeah. yeah. Or Popovich. Yeah, but even like the game is evolving. So like even like defensive, like like you just said, Steph Curry. Now you got to play deep, pick up the pick up the ball. One step in front of half court, right. as opposed to waiting until someone. You, right. Like so, those things, spacing. Right. Like, 
It kills things that used to work mm-hmm. in the Jordan days. Right. Because that just the big man being a three-point weapon now. Before, the big man got to stay in the paint on defense. Right. There wasn't even a defensive three-second rule. Right. So the big man used to just stand up under the basket and protect the rim. I know. They weren't guarding anybody. Back in the day, the 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 the, the Alonzo mornings, the days. Like they, they didn't so all these rules and these different styles of play change a lot of things. And they that's do. what I'm saying. And that's why I think if you're Jordan will average forty five points a game right now. No, I don't. I, I really do. I think you sit on the bench. What? <laughs> that's the most blasphemous statement I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> What? If you gave him an open lane, like you said, with the big men spread out. And he's going to be able to drive to the basket. Do you remember Jordan being able to drive, how good he was? What seven-footers there dunking on Patrick Gill and the other cats or whatever? And Mutombo. Yeah, Mutombo wagging his finger. Imagine if nobody was there. I Jordan mean, would average 45. I think, he would, every I think he would favorite, average 50. Honestly. Yeah, so me too. So Anthony Davis down there, he going That's what I'm Is saying. Is he going to the be there? Change. The game You just said he's going to be at a three-point line. So is he going to be there? Anthony Davis. on defense. If Anthony Davis, is, if Jordan has somebody who shoots threes, like you just said, right. Davis got to follow him to the three-point line, right. which means the lane is wide open. Who's going to stop Jordan from getting there? Like, was that good? Josh is right. He might average 40. 40. Oh, he's at 50, actually. I, I just think Michael he's... Michael Jordan today would average 50? With, with today's defense? I agree, man. <laughs> I, I agree. He was, he was, he, that that two-dribble pull-up was just unstoppable in the fadeaway. But, you know, to each his own. But Kuzma, we never actually discussed that. Right. So, you thought the training was wrong, you said? or I think he was uh, factually correct in terms of Kawhi being better. But in terms of saying you don't, you, you can't say LeBron hasn't been working on his game. That's what he does. That's his lifestyle. We all know he spends 2 to $3 million just on maintaining his body for optimal basketball performance. Allegedly. That's fair. But we can also see it too. Mm-hmm. He works. He works hard. I mean, he's got I mean, a he, garage and a camera in his house. We know that for a fact. We've seen it. And he's not. That's, that thing costs a lot. And let's just Top, say he's, even he's not. Uh, he doesn't have the Carmelo Anthony physique for a reason, right? Yeah. Just call a spade a spade, man. I he think, ain't out of shape. He ain't out of shape. Carmelo out of shape. But he I think I think yeah. um, big facts. I think LeBron, um, his lifestyle, as you were saying before kind of lends the trainer to make those comments because you see him everywhere. You see him making a movie like Space Jam. So you can take that and twist it and say, he's not working as hard as Kawhi. Well, what the hell is Kawhi doing? Kawhi's not in any red carpets. He's not talking. He doesn't, you know, you don't know. So you can make up your own, whatever you want to say. Kawhi's always in the gym. He might be at home on the couch. You know, we don't know. So I think that's And they can have the same amount of gym hours. They can. Because when you're at that level, gym is anywhere you want to go. Every gym is open to you at any but time of the it's, day. It's those points where we know LeBron's not at the gym. That he, he's trying to say LeBron is at the gym. Or is that just father time? Yeah, I agree with you. But, but and, and I think the trainer is weird. He got more followers since he said that, but I think he might hurt him with clients, actually. Well, n- there are a lot of LeBron haters, such as yourself. I'm in, not a LeBron in, hater. In the world, so... <laughs> Including in the league. A lot of people are, mm-hmm. are tired of LeBron's LeBron dominance. Fatigue. Yeah. So... The trainer, a lot of different things. He should have kept his mouth shut right. or his thumbs somewhere right. else. Yeah, yeah right. From a pro. You're allowed to have your opinion. And you're allowed to express it in your per- private circles all day. And you could argue and do whatever. 
But when that's like magnified because you're working around big brands like LeBron James and you're going to drop his name in there. Right? And you post it on vacation, saw somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> right? Whatever it is. He should have kept his mouth shut. Be, but, all right, are we talking about, is it true or false? Who do, who knows? I would think, like, I would want to know if you, he, he do don't you, know that. Do you think Kuzma should fire the trainer since he's still LeBron's I teammate? Would. Okay. For branding. Right. He could like, probably get a better trainer. Why can't he? He can. If you're on LeBron team. Yeah. So for branding, he should fire the trainer. Should. It might already so be done. That work, all that work he put in, yeah, God. coming from a no-name school. Yeah, I think that you mm-hmm. um, doing what you doing. You've been doing recently. Why jeopardize what's going on for your trader? Uh, allegedly getting bodied and speaking to his feelings, playing that Drake. <laughs> I agree. Because LeBron <laughs> is powerful. We all know that. He can want to get Kuzma traded. So I'm really, I feel like he's just trying to get. No, I don't think they can and afford LeBron the trade. He's super petty, so I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what's going Yeah. Mr. Well, Pendergrass, any thoughts on that? I mean, never on being petty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being petty, so th- th- these coins over here. <laughs> so, so we got we to discuss this. We're going to split it, and what are we going to do? All right, there we go. We're going to split it. I first, Mike, you kind of doubted me. when You, you sure like, did. You were like, oh, yeah. On, on wax as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, your comments in the beginning, like, don't get me wrong, I was, like, in and out of the book, and I was like, you know what, with time and everything, I was like, let me just get the audio because I have more time in my car and stuff like that. And I could play it. Yeah. Then you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, I, I got, I, when I mentioned, look, let's get the audio, was like, yeah, I'm going to get it. I already had and the audio like, oh, I know, but you're like, yeah. oh, no, I forgot the membership. But then when you started saying it, I was like, oh, <laughs> man, this guy. You I got the like membership. like a sidewalker in the book. I got the membership to Audible, so I'm kind of mad I got a membership now, but I'll just give them a book, so it's fine. It's good. You should yeah. have it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of great content on there. Yeah, 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 including Modern Romance, which you should read. <laughs> I am going to do it, because I have Audible now. <laughs> and I wanna... Going to what MJ said, you know, you're going to use your time wisely. If you, if you got a job that's paying you or whatever, and you got free time, Get paid to learn. Okay, so what? So with my with that book being about modern romance uh-huh. and Valentine's Day in six weeks, let's uh-huh. try to have it done by then, so I can hear something about it at that uh-huh. time. That should be easy. That should be easy. All right. And cool. I'll, I have my own challenge. I'll try and write a book in that amount of time. That's probably better than modern romance. Well, That'll be my way? challenge. Nah, nah, nah. We off top sometimes. We go off the top sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, which makes the show good. But so we decided to split the money, and he's gonna write a book. He's gonna read a book, and that's just part of your, your forty days and forty nights, right? Right. So it started today. Yeah. So um, you know, our listeners will keep following Josh through his forty days and forty nights. You got the veganism going right now too, right? Veganism. Oh yeah, talk about. Uh, yeah, talk oh, yeah. about it. That's Thrive Market. I saw. On your oh yeah, Thrive Market. I love that app, by the way. In fact, Shido Five called me this morning, like, "Yo, what is that?" So I was actually when I first ventured out to the veganism and alkalinity uh, by being inspired by Dr. Savy, so RIP Dr. Savy and Nipsey. Uh, Thrive Market is essentially, it has all the discount prices for foods you would find in, let's say, Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, but with right. 75% of the price. Wow. And they have an annual membership similar to Amazon Prime. It's $50 a year. So then... You get everything discounted, and then you'll probably say between four hundred and fifteen, excuse me, four four hundred and fifty uh, five hundred dollars per year, and it'll keep track of the amount of money you save because they know the the market value of each product, and then they apply the discount, and then you you have like a running tally. It's pretty cool. Hmm. 
Interesting. Um, I don't know if you know or not, but you know the store Aldi. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're sister store Trader Joe's. The same company. Yeah, so they have like a, a organic this, uh, uh, stuff too. I mean, have you seen the fruit in there? Yeah, not the fruit. Aldi's work. But, <laughs> On the but contrary, some of those things like the, um, the Trader Joe's. Fair it enough. Is That's not their focus though. Fair not enough. their focus. But they do have organic and gluten-free stuff in it, which we'll be surprised about because they're Produce-wise, no. Food-wise, yeah. they do have a good selection. Yeah, they do have a good selection, which is not as much expensive as um, as Trader Joe's. So you're doing that. And, um, and celibacy for 40 days. And celibacy for 40 days and 40 nights. Josh Hartnett over here. And uh, I was supposed to be with someone last night, but it just didn't work out. So. Oh, the one you talking about from uh, last week? From uh, when we did the mental theater Saturday? Did you get where? Sunday? Saturday? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. All right. You doing celibacy too, John? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it. There we go. She in 05. We're going to do it. Right? Are you going to do it? <laughs> Listen, I, I, I asked the post. question. I didn't there. read the post, but I was so enamored over that that oh, post. We, can we can we read that? Actually, we're going to actually read it, but because <laughs> you know, because I don't want to put nobody business out. Of, I didn't write the post. So I don't want to put nobody <laughs> post. I feel like a repost, but I was just like, for you to repost it, I was like, damn, I felt that, and I didn't even read it. But it was a, a nice post from my friend, you know, saying how much she appreciated me as a friend. Plausible you know? deniability. <laughs> I don't know about that, but but I will say it was very. She she said some nice things about me, right? Which was very very good. So I felt like it was a need to repost it. You know me, she. Yeah. Yeah. See? I mean, she seemed to know you very well, way beyond a friend. That's just me. Well, you know me very well, right? So I mean, she, she can. But yeah, me. she clearly knew you way beyond. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> she said I was intelligent, creative, nice. <laughs> All things my friends know about me. Do you, do you think I'm creative? See, so everybody <laughs> 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 the same <laughs> the same thing. So banks, those words uh-huh. were very, very innocent and friendly. But I appreciate you reposting it in our a new you. I right, was gonna put you on blast, but I was just like, damn. Yeah. But back to your celibacy. That's a no for you? Uh maybe. Not this month, but maybe in um, March. Maybe um, my birthday month, I'll do it. <laughs> so after the bounce, days. Let me just say this real quick. I've done it a couple of times. Volunteered. Okay. I thought I had an issue back in the day. Okay. I was just I couldn't commit to women. I couldn't. I just it was just like I had to have a different one, and I had to just I couldn't do without it. Okay. So when I was on my spiritual journey through Rastafari, I had to kick it, and it was one of the best things I ever did, because it's like something that you know you can do with. How long? Uh, I did like six months. Oh wow! Okay. Probably more. Okay. Right. Um, and along with veganism too, right? Yeah, vegan and all that. Um, my dealings with the Rastafarian world um, has enlightened me to have, like, to, to to experiment with some practices that bring you like strength in your core, your inside. So when you, you know, like, I'm able to, I could, like, personally, I feel like I could just be like, I'm done anything now like effective i don't know how to plan for it right like it would just be but it was through like these things so right that uh celibacy tour is what i call it it's almost like complete cleansing with the veganism and the yeah. celibacy yeah. um alkaline all that all, stuff together the, the, the what's happening behind the scenes and in, in, inside of you is like you're getting closer with yourself your inner self right so i call i, I say you grabbing hold of your spine right like i got me 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because now it's like you you start recognizing the choices that we have out here in the world right. that we take for granted. They're choices. Mm-hmm. And then we actually control which how the, the result go. Which right. in, the, in the grand scheme, if you magnify that, it's like we're responsible for where our live, life, lives are right now. Because it's the result of some choices we've been in control of all along, even though they've been presented to us as normalcies. Like normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to... Like, for example, like, you have to eat meat. You don't have to eat nothing. Right. Yeah. You know, just to say example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what that, even through celibacy, t- taught you, self-control. Like, you own everything that you exude. Energy, uh, what come out your mouth. Right. Your scent is important also. And you do this every year, right? I do it every year. I, <clears throat> I don't plan it, though. I just, I'm, I ain't eating for, like, a couple of weeks. Right. I just start now. That's another thing I learned through all that Rastafari. I've never out. ever entertained veganism um, or celibacy. I have entertained celibacy. Really, uh, Josh? Do we have but, any uh, proof here? I mean, <laughs> I might got some receipts I can pull out. <laughs> receipts from somewhere. But um, I've never uh, entertained veganism. But it's something that I might, you know, entertain. I don't know if I could do veganism. Yeah, that, that's part of celibacy. Actually, I could do that. But mm-hmm. the only thing my thing is with veganism is just. Some of the products that they use are not really good for you. Right. Yeah. So that's why I do alkaline vegan. So in line with Dr. Savy's teachings. So instead of eating foods like broccoli or bananas, because those are actually genetic hybrids. Right. Or you know. So instead of what do you eat? Then? So I just stick to the greens like kale. Okay. It's a lot easier. Gotcha. One thing I did learn from a wise Rastafari man, you met Suki. In uh, Jamaica, I, I had to, um, I spent the whole summer practicing how to eat, to live, not like the opposite. Live the, yeah. And what, what the first, the first thing, they're yeah, eating for that, taste. That's, key. that's the biggest thing. It so trains you out of it, yeah. I had to practice, so my experiment started out where I was eating aloe plants, mm-hmm. literally. I was cutting them, peeling them, they had a spoon and peel all that stuff and eating it. And it's mm. like the most disgusting thing. Still gross, but I do it every time I pass a plant now because mm. it does such a good thing for your body. Mm. But that's not a tasty thing. Right, right, Kale, right. bitter. I know. Um, I don't know if you ever ate cactus plants. No. That's bitter. It's disgusting, but they're so good for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't know. Like, I, I wish I could stay stuck in that because I do know the benefits of all of that, I've experienced them from my experiments with mm-hmm. all these things. I'm not like a vegan or anything right, right now. I'm just saying I've experimented with myself to have tangible proof. I mean, even for you, anecdotally, waking up at 4 a.m. and going to the gym, how has that helped you like throughout the day? Oh, God, it's a win. Now, when I go into a meeting at 9, I done did a mile and a half. I had enough time to make my, a nice cup of tea and not be rushed into having a breakfast that's this that's going to start slowing me down for the day you could when you wake up at four um you kind of like won the day already just by doing that because now you go into a meeting what's everybody doing at nine o'clock in a meeting they uh they trying to get right you've been right since five thirty. so you now they still waking up you've been up you're ready you're at 1 p.m for them so you just beat them up all morning. You won the whole day just by doing it. Promise. Guaranteed. So how long have you been doing that for? I don't do it every day. Um, okay. 
I want to do it every day. I want I want a part, I want people to do it with me though, so it's easier. Right. To be honest, that's the hardest part. And you're starting it right now, right? Oh yeah. Four a.m. today. I woke up before. I just didn't work out. I was actually working on this, so I put okay. out another episode of Mental Theater. Very nice. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. It's nice, unbelievable. Nice. Shouts out to Mental Theater uh, <laughs> that we also do another episode coming this week. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm actually going back and forth with Jazz about trying to come on today. But uh, speaking of um, going going back to the sports thing we were talking about, um, we were um, <laughs> talking earlier about the whole Kaepernick thing again and. That uh, did you see the Air Force Ones that he had? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna look them up right now. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That's what your butt. I didn't like them. No? No. Well, they sold out. They minutes. sold out. Well, of course, because Kaepernick. Well, there you go. Well, what are your He's thoughts out. on that? Uh, on, the, on the sneakers I'm selling? Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> well, with Kaepernick, obviously what he has to offer, and I want to trend lightly because if you go against somebody who is in a sense, for the culture. Uh-huh. You say something against them, people are going to think you're against the culture. And what I think with Kaepernick, I think right now he's becoming a brand. And everything that he does is just so subtle and strategic. Even when he, he doesn't do interviews, you never hear him talk. It's just all through somebody else's mouth. And I think even with Nike, with the campaign and using what he's saying what he's, and what he's done, is all a marketing trick Absolutely. to get you to buy into what he's giving off to the masses. And people are doing it, hence the sneaker selling out. Me personally, I don't think the sneakers are like all that great. Me either. They, they could have done better colorways. That's just me personally. This is the first but one. Still, go ahead, go ahead, but go ahead. still, this is the point. It's this the point. The sneakers are not all that great. Uh-huh. But for them to sell out is just a testimony of what the agenda is for Kaepernick. Nike is a business, a mm-hmm. very big business. And selling out may have been part of the strategy because the reality of selling something out is like, we'll make six copies and sell all six and we're sold out, literally. Or we can make 6,000 and sell out. So mm-hmm. like, the, the, there's branding in selling out. Mm-hmm. Like, and we just, see this strategy with yeah, Jordans in itself. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a big fact. That's why it's Because you don't trend. have to sell out. The reality is you don't have to sell out. We associate, consumers associate selling out popularity. with quality yeah. or popularity, right? right, right, right. So yeah. that's all that is. This is the first introduction because they are building a brand around Colin Kaepernick. That's why they signed them. Right. Right. And they're a business. So they got people, they got a floor of people working on, mm-hmm. they got a thousand people strategizing right. consumer trends. And what's been done before, and experimenting with new methodologies, and they testing it. Cause like the reality is, Colin Kaepernick's shoe sold out, the Air Force One. Okay, I'm looking at the shoe. I ain't buying it out, cause I'm buying it. I'm not. I would buy it to support something. I right. buy stuff to support, but like that's I don't. I'm I wouldn't wear that. Shoe. Yeah, I wouldn't wear that. Right, 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 right. Nor would I buy it. Right. Right. And how do you guys like his logo with the afro? It's not his logo. Isn't that his, I thought, it's Nike. That's the Nike logo they put on there. <laughs> no, his logo. But Meaning it's, on, a, on it's of him with the afro. Yeah, when he first started, he started wearing the afro. I think that was uh, purposeful as well. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so you see the strategic branding. So just like how LeBron has his lion head or the LeBron James logo with the crown or whatever. Yeah. Or Kobe has, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's his Nike logo mm-hmm. with the afro. Yeah. 
So you, so you know what time it is. It's playing on the black culture's mind, and it, which is what Jazz has a problem with, and he's right. Let me but I don't, but I, but I don't necessarily think that was that was the thought process from like, let me protest. I hope I get a Nike brand shoe deal. That's fair. I don't think that was. But now that it's come, I think him and Nike are both um, eating off of our um, our passion mm-hmm. for what he was initially standing up for. Right. I think the Nike marketing team in a room like this has talked about it. We're going, we're going to put the Afro on there. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to put a limited amount of shoes out there and watch how fast they buy them. They know what they're doing, like you said before. So, in a barbershop, right, setting. Right. You can raise your price any day you want. How? Sell out. How you sell out? Just say you sold out. <laughs> yeah, I agree. If you have the demand, because it's all math. Right. Right, it's all math, and right. it's like a consumer, like psychology. Yes, I see it done all the time. It just happened with the freaking barbershop I go to. I'm not even gonna say the name. Barbershop I go to, they be they like a hundred dollars for a haircut, on, like the week before Christmas, and they they right. they, they can do it though. I'll give you a better example. It's happened with the chicken sandwiches, Popeyes, right? Oh god, they put they put a limited amount out initially, and then they said it sold out. And it was this huge frenzy, right? Mm-hmm. All over the place. Actual fights. Actual fights and crazy lines. <laughs> and they brought it back out for a little bit. And then it sold out again. You know, in a huge frenzy. Once again, people are buying 10 and 12 chicken sandwiches. Because mm-hmm. it's really going to sell out like you just said. It's just a marketing ploy. You know, why can't they have more chicken sandwiches? They literally are a chicken place. <laughs> why do they keep selling out? It's because they know that would get more people in there. You know, so it, it makes 100% sense. So that's... um. You know, our thoughts on, on, on Kaepernick and his sneakers. And just uh, keeping it with our sports topic, um, NFL playoffs. Those bum eagles got in there. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum eagles. Yeah, I, I like she. I know I like she. <laughs> well, I, I guess we could tell some teams didn't make it to the playoffs. <laughs> um, also, the guy who, you know, offers we in is an Eagles fan, right? So, I won't say too much. That's true. <laughs> I'm still bummed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The though. NFC I least, I believe. for who offers we in. So, now we know who's in. Um, do we have an idea or thoughts on who might actually get the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl? That NFC West is... <sighs> I'm going to put my money on uh, Seattle. Seattle? Yeah. Because I just like beast mode. I do. I'll be back, right? He's slow as I don't know yeah, what. He's slow as molasses. But like he, he, he knows I know, it, I know his his brain is... I know his brain be working like my brain be working where there ain't no other option. We getting there. Right. So. Yeah. And Wilson has that positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Wilson getting some positive... Pussy I'm just He does. I like Russell. I think the Eagles actually gonna beat Seattle in the first round. So I don't think Seattle Eagles. Oh, Eagles has a lot of injuries. And the Eagles gonna be right here in South Trent <laughs> <laughs> next Monday or something. They out. Right. They one and done. They not even winning one game. I just gotta So uh I'm gonna go with in the NFC. I'm gonna go with um with the Saints because I think it's just um, really yeah. I think after what happened last year with that bad call, I think kind of like a little karma, and they'll have their chance to come back and uh, and win. And uh, and I'm gonna I go with like a, as a third pick for a lot of list out there. The Over I, the Niners, really? Yeah, I, I, I like Jimmy G, but he's no Drew Brees. Let's be real. 
and um and AFC I'm gonna go with um it's tough. <laughs> I like Lamar, but I'm gonna go with my man Patty Mahomes. I certainly hope so. Chiefs. You would have to stay congruent in your uh <laughs> Right, right, right. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs and the Saints. So what what are your uh and what about you, John? You haven't made uh, Josh. You haven't made the pick yet. I'm gonna go with the Niners. Okay. And probably Baltimore. Okay. So a reunion of the uh, Harbaugh Bowl, but with none of well, only one of them being there. Right? One Harbaugh, yeah. <laughs> and any uh, AFC teams you think? I mean, like Seattle and the NFC. Baltimore Patriots. The Patriots done. I heard Tom Brady's on his way out. Yeah. Now that he's a free agent, he might go to Miami, which would be ridiculous. Like, why would you go to a division you're going to lose in? I heard the Chargers, so. Char- he going to replace Philip? Phillip, Bridge? yeah. Ooh, I like that. And that's the L.A. market, too. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to Brady. I know. Yeah. Or the Rams, either one. I'll go with the Chiefs. Okay. That's my man. Take with the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes. We're going to see how that um, works I like out. I think this is a great NFL playoffs, though. Um, overall, I feel like like all the games gonna be good. There's no like flops in there. I feel, I'm going to watch some of my thing on Saturday with some friends of mine, so it should be really good. So we'll, we'll revisit that in a couple weeks when we get back and see where we're at with all that, as well as how Josh done with his veganism as well and celibacy. Um, well, back to the veganism thing. Mm-hmm. I thought kale was man-made because it was a hybrid from cabbage, the cabbage family. Mm-hmm. No, no, not not kale. So broccoli, bananas, carrots, yeah. potatoes, and the reason why it's made is considered a hybrid because when we do uh, cross pollination with plants and crops, you need a something binded to bind the DNA together, and you do that with the starch. So anytime you're eating broccoli or bananas or whatever, you're still actually having more starch, which is ultimately all worse fake. for you. They're all fake. They're not real. hundred percent. Um, yeah, carrots were made in the lab in Amsterdam. Damn, you bit my brain in some place where I don't wow, know. Wow, really? I didn't know, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Carrots not real. Orange is not real. And they're in, Orange is not real. And, and the craziest hey, yo, part is look, in all the old libraries. Real yeah. quick. Dogs ain't real. Cows ain't real. Oh, yeah, dogs are not real. I could, I, yeah, they were bred. I, listen to me. House domestic bread. cats. This dog was bred for this hunt. Like so, when you. Man, don't get me. Chihuahuas Whew. were bred to kill rats. That's Yo. literally their purpose in life. Let me just say this real quick for those uh, woke listeners. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we've only it's 2020. Mm-hmm. Happy New Year! But that that's that 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 alone for everyone to accept that it's 2020. You you accept the reality that comes with that, and that is that. It's been 2,020 years of documented years. And validated, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And we only know about the last less than 50 in this room, coupled with what we were able to grab out of books. Right. Right? And some video. Yeah. And video and whatever else we could. But the reality is I, they've been, the, whoever, the, the world has been um, documented for 2,020 years. We we probably only know what's been going on in the last hundred and fifty or so. Mm-hmm. And as we know, the only so I, the winners in history are actually right history. Right. So with that being yeah, said, mm-hmm. yeah, I say that to say ultimately that um, 
they've been experimenting with animals for 2020 years it's safe to assume they've been experimenting with vegetation they've been experimenting i mean look at i mean we see all the the, the benefits of experimenting heart mm -hmm. transplant but these things have been going on 2000 or more who i don't even know even um, the animals in the wild that but are the reality is this a chicken was once a natural chicken is the size of a pigeon a natural Right, yeah. You know, higher they, power they created. Up, stuff like that. Yeah, and they've been experimenting. Right. Now now they call the, the experimented version of the chicken the natural version, and we accept it. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, like, the carrots, they're not real. God, like, that's man. T t like, that's man, uh, us, messing with something genetically and creating something. You know, I, 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 I was lucky in Jamaica, we used to grow two different mangoes on one tree because we used to craft the seed, draft the seed or something. They do something. The Rastafarians right, do right, something right. with, a, with a thread that you stitch with, with the seeds. But you can't plant those seeds and get a new tree. You can only graft the seeds and get that tree. Those seeds can't recreate new trees. Only the originals can. You know what I'm saying? So and that's some that's some old behind the scenes in the woods type of thing that I was able to experience young. But it's been going on. So I was just saying a little history on. Now we appreciate the, all the insight. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners will too. And just uh, wrapping up our sports on a, on a good note. Um, uh, recently, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. My your pick for the. Uh NBA Finals with the Lakers to lose to the Lakers in five, uh, which they will still be there. But um, uh, forward Tobias Harris, um, this sound good. He did it uh, for um, they, uh, a nonprofit. Got three hundred thousand um, dollars grant from him um, to increase the representation of black teachers in Philadelphia. Yeah, I saw that. That was dope. That's dope. Yeah, it, it was pretty dope because you know there's not a lot of um, black teachers out there. And that he just, um, you know, dedicated that. And apparently he did a donate over a million dollars to different charities, organizations focused just on education. So, you know, I want to give a shout out to Tobias Harris for that one. And just uh, your thoughts on that, John. Gosh. My thing is, I just hope it actually goes to the kids. Because uh, going with, uh, with the ultimate enemy, I would say, in regards to the masses, Dr. Umar. Mm -hmm. When it comes to education and the system, a lot of that is owned and run by the government. Mm -hmm. And like, even with, not to knock what LeBron is doing with his, what's, this, what's the project called? The, uh, I Promise School. I mm -hmm. Promise Schools. Mm -hmm. All those are charter schools, mm -hmm. which are controlled by the government. Mm -hmm. So there's no free thinking in what you're teaching to the kids. So there's an agenda behind it. And the biggest thing is why you're backing all this money into something that you don't have control over. So it's just like those hidden tricks that they put out to the masses to make it look good. But is it something that's really good or is it something that's really positioning you to think a certain way? What do you thoughts think about that? I know what he's saying. It's a great point, and like you said, only time will tell. Like, we'll have to see. But unfortunately, we know how news cycles work. Just like with Katrina, after a couple of months, were we honestly worried about people in New Orleans? Obviously, you have a heart attack, <coughs> yes. But in terms of pop culture, they're not on the carousel anymore. Right. 
like where did like where does all that money go right like certain certain buildings and things are getting built or whatever but if you go back there and actually see what's there nothing is actually going back to like the inner communities and there's a lack of that lack of funding when millions and millions of people have donated to these big causes and you're donating all this money to these organizations that are so-called here to help the people but they're going to the board of directors the marketing team and all that other back back end stuff that people don't actually realize and it's just fascinating like even with haiti where they had over a billion dollars going into that particular that particular island and only 10 homes were built <laughs> wow. I mean it's it's not funny but it's just I didn't like know that. Yeah, 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 only 10 homes were built and you got to remember that particular campaign was to the masses. Everybody exactly. was donating. Mm -hmm. And they had so much money and only 10 buildings were made and then they build and then the crazy thing was they built like some sort of sports center in uh the capital. I think it was the capital. Don't uh, don't call me on that, but it's just like that's something that they they don't need. <laughs> they need houses. And then they built like a couple of shanties and stuff like that. But it's like, where does the money go? Or even with Newark, when they gave all that money to mm -hmm. the to the city of Newark, and the money disappeared. <laughs> well, there, there are two things to look at, right? And I question every single thing as it's presented to me. So when I hear Tobias Harris made this donation... I can only, because like we said in the beginning of the show, we don't know these people. Right. Right? So it could be two things. Does he need to position himself in this, as a, as a, is this a strategy move? Right? Oh, I need more, is this a passion, is this work from passion? Like, I want this to be done, it's a need, or is, is me doing this going to put me in position to get to that? Right? That's true. No, I look at it. No, I, no, no, I can see that. I see, I see what you're saying. You, you know, yeah. he's it's always like, two but, sides. He's like thing. a budding star. He could be. Could like, he be, could but be. he's never been an all-star at all. Right. Been in the league nine years now. So, so to increase his brand, yeah. you need these He's now playing in a major city, you right. know, stuff like that. You need that. these narratives to kind of make sense, yeah. Push it. So hopefully I don't, I just hopefully hope it's that, genuine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I hope that it, it's a thing in his heart. And he sees a need in a society that whatever. Either way, it should, should do some benefit, but it just goes further right. when it comes from inside than when it's just like a tactic. Right. And uh, just one more thing on our news and sports. Um, and I'm going to go to Josh first on this one. But it was a comment from President oh, yeah. uh, Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. This is a very interesting comment. And where he said um, women are undisputably better leaders than men and uh i mean because he wasn't saying that when he was running with hillary right well what what are your thoughts on the comments josh first and foremost. well for first and foremost i always assume my dark horse for 2020 was for michelle obama to run okay and i assume that's sowing the seeds for that personally mm -hmm. as this because again we saw this we saw bill clinton make similar comments for hillary right so you're going to say whatever you can to get so when mm -hmm. you want in office. Okay. So that, that fits that narrative. Right. We all know demographically why he said it. Mm -hmm. He has two daughters. Right. So it, to me, this it, this all correlates personally. Okay. It's, it's very strategic and very wise by Brother Barack. But the comment itself, do you agree with it? I don't think he agrees with it personally. Okay. In what is my question to the comment? At what? Because women it, are definitely 
better leaders in certain contexts as our men so right context is everything in what we need like that overall i can't i can't that, that's too broad i think he was saying overall no but you can't do that but if i did, i went back and read the actual article and he was saying that he feels like a woman could, could like run a country but you would see a country Wait, could run a country better than a man yeah a could yeah but that, see what he said the statement is certainty and then he goes back on it and says could well, he thinks that you. He says you would see um, a better country um, if a woman was running it. Let's say in four years or eight years. But I don't know if that means, like you said, better leaders at everything in life, because many things you can lead in, like you said. So, you know, context is key. But I guess I disagree, hundred percent. And here's why: most women, not all, most women are emotional decision makers. They make decisions based on their emotion. Even in speaking in terms of arguments, yeah, it's just it's just a known thing. Like it's like you guys, women, love you guys. You guys are beautiful, whatever. Um, well, you guys think with your emotions, and you guys make decisions based off emotions, and and not like um, you know concrete evidence. Sometimes, most of the time, in my opinion. And um, when you think about leading, where a country at that, you got to be thinking about. You can't be emotional to certain things. You have to be numb. It's kind of like you can't be, I look at that and be like, you can't be an ER nurse if you're like, if you can't function around blood. Like you can't right. be in an environment that you're not fit for. So if you're not fit to handle war, like decisions on war, like if you're going to, you know, it's like, oh, I'm so mad at them for this. So let's do this. Like if you're going to bring that energy to nah. country, <clears throat> not, no. Cause and that's kind of like uh, you know like how it usually unfolds. Like, and see, this is to me this is the respect. right, but this was the point for Hillary. So you so to Sheed's point, you do actually need someone, a woman who's calculated and kind of cold a little bit, not as feminine, right, to make these rational decisions. We see this in corporate America. How many women CEOs do we have who are dealing with billions of dollars? So if one of them were run for office, perhaps, but. The things that women would relate to in terms of demographic, in terms of campaigning, because at the end of the day, campaigning is a popularity contest, especially in this country. The things that made Hillary a suitable, let's say, for a candidate, in terms of being calculating and ruthless, that's the thing that alienated her from her biggest fan base, which are women, because they can't relate to that because of their feelings. So it's kind of like, mm -hmm. it's, it's that juxtaposition. We need that type of leader, Good but work. you're not going to vote for her if it's going to be a her. And what are your thoughts on the comment? I simply think it was just a strategic move on whatever agenda that they're trying to pinpoint because, don't get me wrong, I think women are more concise of how they, deli how they deliver their thoughts in comparison to men. Mm -hmm. But going on the emotional standpoint when it comes to bigger things, I just don't think it's not properly delivered in that particular standpoint. And I don't think, like going back to what you guys said earlier, like I don't even think Obama actually agrees with that particular statement, especially running going against the woman a couple of years ago that people tend to forget. Exactly. It's just like, that's just like, what are you talking about? Like, is he gonna yeah. say like, I, I have to step aside because the woman's gonna be better, better leader. Like, come on, really? And I think another thing, you know, going on to, <laughs> going on to, you know, uh, Back to Umar, <laughs> very, very interesting young, young cat. Um, 
there is an agenda that he proposed with women, especially black women in corporate America, getting all these, you notice like a lot of women, especially women of color, getting all these degrees, getting these, all these high positions and they're getting positioned for this particular point of where they don't actually need a man, right? And they don't actually need to make a family. They could just, they could be completely good doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And then they, they're even, they even did, they even did um, studies where a lot of women are okay with not having a family oh, yeah. and not being like, in a sense, quote unquote, domesticated mm-hmm. and doing what we growing up would feel makes a family, a unit. Right. And a lot of women are just like going against the idea and just end up quote unquote living the best lives in regards to getting these degrees, making this money, doing this traveling and doing all these things, but on their own time. And Umar presents a point to where it's breaking the black family apart mm-hmm. by doing and implementing those particular ideas. Because now you're, 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 you're overpopularizing an idea of creating a trend to where it's not cool to want to create a family. Mm-hmm. It's just cool to just be so focused in your business and focus on yourself as opposed to rebuilding and what you need to make life. Mm-hmm. And that's just going against like what, what I mentioned before, yeah. with the agenda where they're pushing more and more people to basically kill themselves off. Mm-hmm. In that agenda, where they basically, where we have like seven plus billion people, they're trying to only make it one billion people. Right. And by doing that, you throw all these hidden agendas of where they have Planned Parenthood, where's Planned Parenthood, in the hood, and they do all these other things to where like, oh, rights, women's rights, and this, mm-hmm. all this, to help you think like, oh, I'm making yep. the best decision for me. Facts. And to create a family and build on and, and rebuild your name and push your name out there. You can't be selfish. Mm-hmm. You gotta be willing to live for someone else. Right. But by doing all these things, it's going to create a selfish mind state or mindset because by you doing all these things, why would you want to help and give someone else something? Right? Mm-hmm. Because you get you're getting all this money, you're getting all this notoriety, you're doing all these talks, you're doing all these things, you're doing all these vacations, these trips. It's not it's like, what's the point when I have all this? Because all this other stuff on the other end is not attractive. It's not sexy. It's not appealing. Right. As opposed to being being, being strong, confident. I, I say this, that, and the third. Or even going with social media with these quotes and these ideas. And where women are tending to go a different route and doing their own thing. And you're starting to see it in places like Atlanta. Mm. Places like D.C., Houston. Like... All these things are becoming apparent where the agenda of just doing what you can for yourself is the best decision. But at the end of the day, doing things for yourself is not always the best decision because you can't really elevate doing that. Right. And a lot, a lot, a lot. I know a lot, I may get backlash from a lot. Of, I know I'm going to get backlash from a lot of women <laughs> by saying this, but it's the truth. If you look at everything and put everything from behind like off of what you see in general all this is happening in front of your eyes just look yeah. at social media look at these speakers look at look at these people that talk look at these people who create these quotes and all these these stories and all these stuff like that like even when it comes to relationships look at what they're saying and look at what they're positioning 
and really dig into it and you will see there is an agenda on that idea. And that Especially comes with Barack said. <clears throat> and that comes from um there's this now competition prevalent in the um female community where they think it's like this competition with men for jobs and uh, these like discrimination yeah, who's pay money for women and and that, that, that to speak to his point about the agenda that's all part of like the agenda because the reality is this a lot less women are in the households now they, Big fact. right Big we facts. we had i'm sure every, I, I, I most of the people our age group had a woman in our household yes. prevalent like prevalent and nowadays to even own a home the man and the woman got to work so economically it's not favorable to keep a woman home right so i'm just speaking to the agenda right, right, right. agenda portion so economically uh -huh. so you got to send mommy to work so now the daycare you ain't raising your kids no more right so there's no if i got to go to work if and that's the thing like if we both got to go to work and the child is at daycare for eight to ten hours a day who's mm -hmm. raising your child you ain't yeah, I think you had a um the reality. You're yeah, not. At one point you had a topic like that, like uh is um I think it was uh it was like months ago, but it was like talking about um is corporate uh corporate state slavery, as he says, mm -hmm. or the nine to fives we have. Um taking away from the family. The family. But I think you were oh, more gosh. talking about not just the kids but also the building of relationships because yeah. you're not able to see the person. Yeah, exactly. the person. You gotta think both, I'm not, I'm not going against the idea of being successful or doing all that, but if both people are, let's say, they go to school, they get their degrees, um, they're making this money, they're going to work, and when you get these positions and titles, they take a lot out of your personal time. Mm -hmm. How can you build a relationship, let alone a family, doing this, and when you have to fully commit yourself to a company that wants you on call? Because mm -hmm. you, you gotta, you gotta be real. If you you get to a place to where you're in a company where you're making a hundred grand plus, right, right, right. They expect you, you, they own you, right. Uh -huh. yeah. They own you, and regardless if you have all this money and all these, all, all this, all this access or whatever, there's notoriety, you know, those bragging rights. Mm -hmm. You don't have time, and I always find it interesting when I see people, men or women, go into this idea of where you're doing all this, <coughs> and they. Let's say they may string along the idea of having a family, but how can you have a family when you don't even have time for yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. Big so facts. let alone how you're going to be able to give off what you need to to build for your offspring to help them evolve and do the next step when you don't even have time to do it for yourself. You can't take a vacation whenever you want to. You can't do these things for yourself. So how are you going to give it to someone else? It's 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 hard, and you get stuck in this idea where I'm going to have to just get a nanny or I'm going to have someone else watch your kid, but then you get to all these other issues that you can't really combat because you're not there to really actually notice what's going on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, the, uh, the part about the, um, the working, start, starting with getting a relationship with a person, then getting a kid, both of those are hard because at the end of the day, if you're both working, 
you know, several hours. You get like an hour a night maybe with the person or the kid. Because right. Because by the time you get home, get a shower, eat, wrap up, how much time do you got left? And if you're tired from work, it's like, you know, I was going to go to sleep tonight. Because you're human, right? Right, because you are a human. Which kind of brings it back to my point about the nurse and protect droids that are probably becoming by 2030. I think by after 2030, by the end of the next decade, we will have robots raising our children. Back on that again. Um, <laughs> oh, no, wait, AI is a, is a big thing. It's a real it's, thing. It's definitely a huge it's thing. A lot, it factors a in lot how we educate jobs. children now. So. We talked about that in our mental theater show because of the Mandalorian. However, my point was, with his, his, his thing was he thinks there'll be droids or be actually be like nannies by 2030, 10 years from now. Verizon has been implementing this because I used to work with Verizon a couple years back. Yeah. And I remember I used to see trainings. They had robots, like, in 2000, 2011, 2012, in classrooms for kids that weren't, like, mentally able to actually go from one place to one place to another place. Do, like, recording and doing their work and transporting it back to them to learn. Like, they've been had this technology. Now they're just perfecting it to where they can put it out to the masses. Well, my thing is beyond that, because you got to look beyond that sometimes, like, like, like she says. So my thing is that if they were to create these droids who can be our all-purpose, you know, um, person, you know, for us, to do everything for us, and that's cool, but like everything else, if it comes out, what's the price market going to be, especially for a person who lives in a, you know, sub-optimal income level? Right? Can they afford the same droid as somebody else who can? Throw it back in the same boat. It might happen 20 or 30 years from now. That's fair. Not in its initial release, I don't think. That's that's fair, but I would say even coming out, you're going to have different ranges, right? Different levels in terms of the models. Right. So you're going to have the more affordable model, then you're going to have the elite upper echelon model, and everyone is going to follow in between. We'll see, <laughs> but but on, on, on the sports and the news and the uh, just catch up and introduction, that that's definitely our, our show for the day with those particular topics. Want to appreciate you know Banks for his insight, Josh as usual, myself the host, and she O Five for being our special guest, and uh, we'll have some more content for you guys coming soon. Thank appreciate you. It.